Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and hit winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Snow is melting, basketball in full swing, the quarterback rumors flying everywhere, so it ain't all bad. Happy Saturday. Joe O broadcasting from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Appreciate everyone checking out my sports betting pod all week. BetQL Daily, Monday through Friday. Subscribe and please leave me five stars on iTunes. A potpourri edition of Early Odds this Saturday morning. We've got NBA. Top Shots, Arlington Park, some baseball sprinkled in, but we start with college basketball. Let's head out to Colorado, smoke some, another legal sports betting market that is thriving, much like Illinois. It's our buddy Brad Evans on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or ap4.com. You hear him on SiriusXM, you see him on Altitude TV, you read him, ftnfantasy.com, you follow him on Twitter, at Noisy Huevos. Uh, Brad, let's start here. Uh, what would be more thrilling for you? One Final four run by the Illini this season. It's one. You don't know if they're going to the title game or Bears trade for Russell Wilson. Oh, my. Uh, really? <laughs> this, this is what you're going to start the pod off with. Yeah. Um, uh, well, OK. Uh, you know, I, I thought about this before, and I, I'm sure you've had discussions with some of your buddies and you've you know had other discussions with other people about this, like how you would rank your sports fandom, like which teams are the utmost importance to you? Like what would be the ultimate dream for you and your sports viewing experience? Illinois takes a cake for me. Sorry. I look, I love the Bears, uh, but my love is waned over the years uh, and I am a madman 
I am deranged. I'm a lunatic when it comes to Illinois basketball. So it is, you know, my first and foremost passion. So yeah, it, it's Illinois blazing a trail to the final four as much as I would love Russell Wilson in Chicago, but the bears would ruin him somehow. Anyway, <laughs> I totally, I knew you were going to go that way. Even if it was a one year thing and it was eight <laughs> years of Russell Wilson, I understand how you feel about the bears because we do betting and a lot of fantasy around the NFL. So after years and years of losing, you kind of lose the, uh, the love for the bears uh, that we had when we were youngsters. Okay, let's uh, let's go down to Champagne. You used to live there. You're yep. a fanatic, as you mentioned. Do you think this is here to stay? Yeah, I think it is. Look, Brad Underwood is creating a culture, and what Brad Underwood has done is, you know, it takes time. You know, we we live in an instant gratification society. You know, we've got information in the palm of our hands. We're all carrying around computers, and we we have to be fed constantly with likes and thumbs up and retweets. And it really carries over that psychology in our sports fandom. And if people aren't being satisfied immediately, uh, they, uh, you know, are screaming for people's heads. And, you know, I, I, it's taken some time for Underwood to get there. But, I mean, look, Illinois is, is back in the national title conversation. And they're a legit national title contender. I don't care what anybody says. You know, I'm saying this from an objective point of view, a guy that consumes an obscene amount of college basketball hours every single day. You know, you look at Gonzaga, you look at Baylor, you look at Michigan, they're outstanding, and they are clearly the front runners. But in that next group, that next tier, Illinois is a part of it. You know, whether you're firing off on a 20 to 1 or 16 to 1 ticket for them to win the whole enchilada, they're in that conversation. And I know Io Desumu, he's gone. You know, he's, he's, his draft stock is skyrocketing, could wind up being a back-end lottery pick uh, when the NBA June draft occurs. And we'll see what Kofi Coburn and what happens with him because he's just an ill fit for the modern NBA game, but maybe he goes overseas. And, yeah, he may lose Trent Frazier and Devontae Williams. You know, but it is a, a reload system that Brad Underwood has set up. And there's a lot of town on roster now. Corbello nearly messed around. and got a triple-double last night against Nebraska in Io's absence. Um, you know, Adam Miller really stepped up and those guys are going to be back. Georgie Bashanas Vili will be back for his senior year playing some critical minutes are probably going to get a big transfer to come in. You know, it's, it's not, Hey, we're going to reload in three seasons. It's we're going to reload for next year. And I think Illinois with the talent that they have coming in with the talent, they're probably going to access be the transfer market to be right back in the top 25 conversation and contend for a big 10 title. So yeah, this is here to stay. Brad Underwood is a hell of a coach. He's got a tremendous staff and I love everything that he's doing right now in Champaign. Brad, today's the easy game compared to what we're going to see on Tuesday against Michigan and next Saturday at Ohio state. Before we get to the conference tournament, Wisconsin today on the road. How do you view this matchup? Well, we'll see if Io plays. And, you know, I think it's a bit of a coin flip if he's going to be out there. You know, he got fitted for a mask. Um, knowing his warrior mentality, I would say I would lean more toward him playing than not playing. Uh, but, you know, that's really going to be up to the medical staff. It's going to be up to Io. And, you know, is he going to be overly skittish? You know, that's the problem. And there's always adjustments with, like, peripheral vision and thing fogging up. Um, you know, it's, it's always a little bit precarious um, when you bust your nose and you're a downhill guard, you know, is it going to change your mentality, your psychology and your approach to the game? So that's TBD. But I, what I do know is that Wisconsin has no, is Frank Kaminsky going to come back? He's got another year of eligibility. <laughs> like they need somebody in the post that can bang with Kofi Coburn uh, because Kofi owned him in the first matchup. 
uh, and they do not have an answer. You know, Nate Reavers, Micah Potter, you throw both of them at them. They're not going to be able to contain Coburn. And if Illinois triples are following in the kickout game, you know, Trent Frazier to Adam Miller, uh, maybe DeMonte Williams hits one or two in this contest. Uh, and Corbello's going to be driving, creating, and we know that. That's part of his game. Very aggressive guy, loves to probe. But the interior, Illinois is going to win this thing straight up. Uh, Illinois catching, um, you know, at, at tape time, a point and a half. Uh, I think ultimately they could, you know, take this thing straight up. I think a plus 110 in the money line is a smart money wager. Um, I guess Brad Evans, Sirius XM, Altitude TV. Check out his work, ftnfantasy.com here on Sports Radio 670. The score, this is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Okay, so for much of the college basketball season, Brad, as you know, the story has been, well, Gonzaga Baylor. They're on a crash course. They're going to meet in the title game. They're on a tier all by themselves. Here come the Michigan Wolverines. How tight is that gap between Gonzaga Baylor and then down to Michigan at number three? It's tight. It's 1A, 1B, 1C, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, the the Baylor's uh, angle is really interesting. I mean, they're a damn good team. Don't get me wrong, but they've got a 200-plus strength of schedule. Now, they've got some meaningful games down the stretch. Uh, you know, the West Virginia game, one of them will actually be played. Kansas coming up as well. I mean, they're, they're going to be tested here. Uh, and it, it will obviously buoy and raise that strength of schedule, probably inside the top 150 overall. Uh, but, you know, there's still some a few question marks, you know, how, you know, how much visible rust is going to be there this weekend, you know, coming off that Iowa State clunker, you know, post COVID that's uh, TBD. But, yeah. you know, Michigan, God, Michigan's just so well oiled. It is erotic watching them play. <laughs> you know, it's like slow sacks in the background, uh, slowly unbuckling the belt. I'm like, I'm here for it, man. This is amazing stuff right now. Um, you know, what Jawan Howard's done, it really filled Martelli. You know, he doesn't get enough credit uh, as one of the assistant coaches, a guy that, you know, had a tremendous amount of success back in the day with St. Joe's and is, is just a brilliant tactician. And, you know, Howard's pushed the right buttons and Hunter Dickinson in that Iowa game, just neutralizing Luca Garza. Uh, and then you got the kickout game that's always there. And, and when you got guys like Shawnee Brown and Isaiah Livers and Smith and uh, Eli Brooks, I mean, they all can knock down jumpers from outside. Uh, their you know, the floor spacing is genius. Uh, defensive effort is off the charts. They got all the ingredients, all the tools. There are very few weaknesses with this Michigan team. They could certainly win it all in Indianapolis. And, you know, I saw DraftKings Sportsbook pre-Iowa game. They were 9-1 to one post slice and half at plus 450. Ooh. So, you know, the value is expired on Michigan. And that is very telling. Like, that's how tight the gradient is between them and Gonzaga and Baylor could be a tough out, tough draw for anybody. Brad, it's time to shut down, I guess, a another college hoops narrative from this season. The Blue Bloods are out this year. They're <laughs> out. Duke, Michigan State, Kentucky, get out. Um, well, now you start comparing the resumes with the wins they had recently. They're forcing their way in. It's uh, they're kicking down the door into the NCAA tournament since we are comparing them to other bubble teams. Is Dukin, Michigan State, Kentucky uh, get in at the last second? Yeah, look, uh, I've got Duke in right now. And, you know, they got a bubbleicious matchup this weekend against Louisville. And, and Louisville's a team, you know, just looking at them real quick, they, they have no quarter one wins. Like it, the, the resume is hollow. And that's a team uh, in a very iffy spot right now, whether or not they're going to go dancing as an at-large contender. So that game is, is almost a playing game of sorts. Uh, we'll see what happens with North Carolina against Florida State. I think Florida State is going to beat the brakes off, and especially if the same dad gummit 
uh, Roy Boy team uh, against Old Marquette. Uh, shows up on the floor, uh, Florida State will end up you know, beating them by 15 to 20 going away. And that would make then the Duke-North Carolina rematch even all the more intriguing and bubblicious, right? Because that, that could be a game, winner's in, loser is straight up out. So, um, you know, I, I think Duke, the way that they're playing, and it's going to be really interesting to see how the selection committee views the Jalen Johnson, um, you know, early entry and, you know, uh, I guess late season exit from this school uh, because they're playing phenomenal basketball offensively. Are they still playing defense? No, you know, they, they've shown improvement there, but the offense execution has masked still those defensive imperfections uh, that I think they were very visible, but no, I think Duke's got, they go two and one down the stretch. You win a game in the AC tur- ACC tournament. They're going to be dancing Michigan state five quarter, one wins, no quadrant three or quadrant four losses. Um, you know, rigorous schedule for the most part, though it's north of 100 right now, though, that will improve because they get Michigan twice. So for a sporty party to happen in Indianapolis, uh, I think they got a split between Maryland and Indiana, win one of those games against Michigan and win one game of the Big Ten tournament. And I think you'd be feeling really good if you're Tom Izzo on Selection Sunday. You know, Joe, here's what's going to happen. All right. The NCAA oh, likes money. Yeah. They like ratings. Duke, Michigan State, uh, in the first four on that Thursday night this year, because everything got shifted back a day, and people will finally figure out where the hell True TV is on their guide. That's what's going to happen. And then Kentucky, you know, if you're looking for a dark horse to win the SEC tournament, I mean, it's it's Kentucky. If the Kentucky team that we saw own Tennessee just a week ago shows up in the SEC tournament, they could win it. They could absolutely win it. So the Blue Bloods have a pulse right now. It's not as dire as it was two weeks ago. And if Kentucky does not make it, you'll still get the ratings because Coach Cal is going to do the media tour for about 48 consecutive hours and rip everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he will. That's what he does best. I I actually really love the uh, Coach Cal interviews and games because he's just Uh so brutally honest. Yeah. It'll just come out and be like, yeah, so-and-so, oh, he sucked. Hey, I should have done this, should have done that. I mean, he doesn't mince words, isn't sugar- sugar-coated at all. And I love, uh, you know, the wardrobe changes he's had this year, you know, trying to motivate his team. You know, he went straight track suit uh, early on in the season like everybody else, and then he went full suit, and then he went with the jacket and shirt combination, right? And now he's abandoned, and he's back to the track suit again. <laughs> he's just trying to get something <laughs> to get the mojo right. I don't mind him at all. He entertains me. That's what I'm in, in this world. He does. And he's uh, got a good bag man, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Always got a good bag man. It's, it's necessary nowadays. Uh, with Brad Evans, FTNFantasy.com. This is Early Odds of Joe Ostrowski, 670 the score. Want to get uh, to more of today's games in just a moment. But early on, couple weeks away, pencil, not pen, but back of your mind, some Cinderella's that you think you will likely be writing their name down a couple times when you fill out brackets. Okay, look, I know you've got a hard Chicago audience, and I'm not really trying to kiss people's ass with this, but I do love Loyola Chicago. I really do. Uh, Porter Mosier's done just a tremendous job. You know, this wasn't a flash in the pan thing in 2018. That 2018 team that made the Final Four, all oh, Sister Jean, divine intervention, the whole great story, and Sister Jean's still alive and kicking at 101 years young. You know, uh, I mean, she has given them motivation. 
They are playing fantastic basketball. I think the Missouri Valley is a damn good league this year, at least the top half. Never fade the Drake, by the way. Uh, never fade the no. Drake. 19 and 4 ATS. Never fade them. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I, I think Loyola Chicago, they're really what they remind me of, Joe. They're a poor man's Virginia team from like a couple of years ago. You know, they almost play a pack line style of defense. And Cameron Crutwig, one of the most decorated players, not only in Loyola Chicago's history, but in the history of the Missouri Valley. You know, he's in an esteemed company with Oscar Robertson and some dude named Larry Bird and Hersey Hawkins in terms of points, rebounds, and assists that he's accumulated during his years with this team. So he's got that Final Four experience. Lucas Williamson, who is on that team, has got that Final Four experience. Uh, Norris can, you know, make shots outside consistently. And they just punch in the face defensively, and they play so slow and methodical. They're going to be a tough team to prep for. Uh, I think they're going to be on that 8-9 line when the pairings come out. And if you're the one seed, <laughs> mm. you're going to be shivering in your sneakers. Cameron Crutwig, a ninth-year senior over at Loyola. Is he this <laughs> this this era's Evan Eschmeyer of Northwest? Oh, 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 man, you went Evan Eschmeyer on me. The high socks of Evan Eschmeyer. Oh, yeah, I, I think Evan – is it Evan still playing for the Wildcats? I'm pretty sure he is. I don't I'm know. pretty certain he is. Everybody stopped talking about them all of a sudden. Yeah, oh, listen, they pissed me off because I had Minnesota – and uh, Minnesota was a, a connective tissue on a couple of parlays. I had them like, oh, God, the Golden Gophers got to go out. They got to win. They're at home. Northwestern's just atrocious. No, no, Northwestern starts hitting threes. And I'm like, yeah. what is this crap? <laughs> what, what, where's this, you know, what, what happened to the Northwestern team that lost like 13 straight games and was like uh, three in their last nine against the spread? Oh, irked me. Irked mm. me to no end. Gambling. Brad, yeah, yeah, exactly. But we remember the losses. We only remember the losses. Uh, Sounds like you love the Knolls today. What else do you love? Yes. Uh, Georgia Tech's another team. I like desperate teams this time of year. Uh, And Georgia Tech gets Syracuse. And Syracuse, you know, a team that was just not even remotely competitive against Duke. Um, You know, that 2-3 zone. Jim Beheim meeting his own boogers there on the sidelines. Um, You know, they haven't really tightened up at all. Uh, and, and I think Georgia Tech with Moses Wright, they're going to grab a lot of second-chance opportunities. And with the number of zone busters that Tech has, uh, Jose Alvarado and DeVoe, I mean, they, they are prolific from outside. They're shooting right around 40% as a team from beyond the arc in ACC play. Uh, I'd lay the four and a half there. I like that line. And I like Xavier, too. Uh, you know, Xavier against Creighton. You know, Xavier catching five and a half at home. You know, there'll probably be a handful of fans there. They got to win. You know, uh, on the latest edition of my bracket big board, the Musketeers are the last at-large team I have projected in. They only have one quadrant one win. Uh, you know, they've got a sketchy net, a decent SOS, you know, no major black eyes in the resume. They just haven't played enough. And they haven't played enough top-quality opponents. Well, you get one in Creighton at home. Got to win this. Otherwise, you're going to be outside looking in. You know, Creighton has an advantage everywhere on paper. They really do. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say, oh, well, this guy does this, this guy does that. Musketeers are taking this thing. No, there's, you know, you look at it, you cap it, you break it all down every angle. It's like Creighton, Creighton, and more Creighton. But desperate times call for desperate measures. Back against the wall, the Muskie has got to, they got to wield a sharpened sword if they want to dance. And I think five and a half points is too many. So I like that one quite a bit. Uh, other than that, I mean, how is Michigan only laying eight and a half against Indiana? Like, yeah, that one's a little fishy. 
And, you know, people say, I like that letdown game. I, I, I mean, I know the Hoosiers are also a desperate team, but Hunter Dickinson is going to neutralize Trace Jackson Davis. And unless Armand Franklin and some of the other guys, Fennessey, some of these guys from Indiana, unless they're just white hot from outside, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. And the Hoosiers are dead last in the Big Ten in three-point percentage D. Do you think that sets up nicely for Livers and Brooks and Smith and Brown? Uh, yeah, I'll lay the chalk there. Brad, what about in the Big 12? Uh, tonight we've got Baylor, Kansas. In a few hours, Texas, Texas Tech. Any interest there? Yeah, I, I mean, Texas is a hard team to pinpoint. I, I, I believe that game, and correct me if I'm wrong, is in Lubbock. Uh, so, you know, I would, I would err on the side of Texas tech. Uh, I just don't trust Texas, but you know, that's a game I'll probably end up avoiding Baylor, Kansas. I, I you know, I think Kansas is interesting, uh, because Kansas, David McCormack in particular, he, he could be a thorn in the side of this Baylor team, uh, because, you know, Baylor plays that matchup zone, uh, as good as Mark vital is, they do give up a, a fair amount of second chance opportunities. Now it's interesting. They generate their own fair amount of second chance opportunities, but they do surrender a lot of that. So McCormack could be absolutely critical in this game. And if, you know, uh, Christian Brown has got to be knocking down his outside shots and Garrett, you know, is one of the best on ball defenders in college basketball. He's got to have his hands full, you know, with Butler and, and the number of sharpshooters Flagler and so many guys, Masio Teague uh, that, uh, you know, Baylor trots out there, but I take Kansas in the points. You know, I, I still think that COVID hangover could carry another game. Uh, they could get sniped in this one, the Baylor bears. Brad, where can uh, our score listeners find your big board? Uh, FTMBets.com. It's free. Uh, I, and I say, you know, I update it daily. And on Saturdays, uh, like today, I'm opening. God, I, I'll have the thing open all day. I will be shifting, shuffling, reshuffling, reshifting, sifting through everything so many times. Uh, and then posting, you know, updates as well on specific movement on my Twitter feed at Noisy Wave Us. But FTMBets.com. I just look for the big board link. It's right there. FTMBets.com. You hear him, SiriusXM. You see him, Altitude TV. Brad Evans. Brad, thank you so much. I know it's a busy time of year for you. Oh, it's a glorious time of the year. Bring on the madness, the empty vessel of a man that I was at this point last year will finally be satisfied and filled. I appreciate the time, Joe. You awake? I know you're awake after hearing from Big Noise on College Buckets. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Follow me. Tweet me. At Joe 0670. That's at Joe 0670. After covering college, let's go to the association. What a former NBA GM thinks about the state of the Bulls. Tonight's NBA card, an NBA top shot. It's a craze with the kids. We had trading cards. Digital moments is the thing now. I'll explain next. Thank you for listening to 670 The Score in the Radio.com app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Score listener line is open 24-7, 365 and powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. here on 670 The Score. Former Suns and Celtics executive Ryan McDonough, the guy who drafted all-star Devin Booker, appears on my podcast BetQL Daily each and every week. This week, he did a pod dedicated entirely to the Bulls with NBC Sports Chicago's Casey Johnson. So the other day, I asked Ryan McDonough why he's so intrigued by this Bull squad. Take a listen. Well, a number of reasons, guys. I think the Chicago Bulls are ahead of schedule. They won again last night. They beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, so they've won three games in a row. And then with a very young roster led by Zach Levine, who was named an all-star for the first time the other night. Uh, the Bulls are right about 500 and sixth in the Eastern Conference, where I don't think many people expected them to be. So I, I like the team. I love what I've seen from Levine, uh, what he's doing, guys, as far as not only scoring, but scoring efficiently when he's the focal point of every other team's defense has really stood out to me. And then, uh, you know, the job Billy Donovan has done in his first year on the sideline and Mischievous and Mark Eversley, what they've done in the front office. Uh, I really like this Bulls franchise. I think they're a team on the rise. And as you mentioned, nobody knows them better than Casey Johnson. Should we be talking more about Zach Levine as potentially being the most improved player? Well, he, he's certainly in the mix or should be in the mix. Um, the, the challenge, guys, for me with that award is, is, is it's so subjective. And, and Zach Levine was a good player in years past. And, and so that's always the, the, the challenge to go to a guy who goes from, you know, good to very good or great, like makes a big leap. Uh, I think Zach's, you know, been pretty good recently, uh, although this year he's been exceptional. But, yeah, I, I think he's certainly in the mix. Uh, 
for the award was Christian Wood, but Wood has missed so much time uh, with the injury, and then the Rockets have plummeted. Houston's now lost nine games in a row with Wood out of the lineup, uh, so I think that hurts his chances. Uh, my preseason pick was Shea Gilgis Alexander from OKC. Um, I, I don't know if the Thunder will get enough attention for him to win, but he had 42 points last night in a win over San Antonio. Uh, he had 42 in a game. I think the team scored 102, uh, so I, I still like SGA's chances but yeah Zach Levine as far as a high level player uh, as far as you know an all-star who's also leading his team to winning uh, he deserves strong consideration for the most improved player award as well former Suns GM Ryan McDonough with me this week on BetQL Daily Bulls are ahead of schedule the league is noticing doesn't appear that it's only because there's a steep drop off after the top few teams in the Eastern Conference either I brought up the Most Improved Player Award and Zach Levine because there's been a big move with Levine on the odds board. He's gone from 100-1 to 1 all the way down to 14-1 to 1 in short order. Top of the list over at points bet. Jeremy Grant, the minus 200 favorite. You'd have to bet 200 bucks to win 100. He's doubled his point production per game, so you see why he's all the way up there. Christian Wood, second favorite, plus 275. Missed way too many games for my liking. Jalen Brown, all-star of the Celtics, plus 650. And Levine comes in fourth. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, McDonough mentioned, still 50-1. to Might be worth a dart. I promise top shot stuff. Get to that in a second. Much of the sports betting community, at least on Twitter, going wild for these digital moments called NBA top shots. That's the difference. Not quite sports cards, but they're called moments. We'll inform the uninitiated in a few minutes, but to tonight's NBA card. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, the score. Bulls are off, but we still have seven games this evening in the association. And we start off with Cleveland and Philadelphia. Sixers, heavy favorites, and they should be. You also have the Cavs, the worst ATS record in the NBA at 12-21. and 21. They've only covered three of their last 16 contests. Tobias Harris felt he should have been an all-star representing Philadelphia. Maybe instead of his teammate Ben Simmons having a fantastic year, he did not make it. And he's already been declared out of this one. The last six times these two teams have met, the under has come in. Minnesota at Washington. We saw the T-Wolves here in town the other day. T-Wolves, worst record in the NBA. They've lost six in a row. 0-6 ATS in those contests. Wizards, arrows still pointing up. They can't play much defense, but boy, can they fill it up. They've won five of their last six straight up. The point spread is four. Maybe that's a little short here. Pacers at the Knicks. Indiana coming off a back-to-back. They played against Boston last night. Pacers, third game in four nights. Something noteworthy as this total sitting around that 216-217 range. The Knicks are the number one under team in the NBA. The under is hitting at a clip of 67% on the season. Utah at Orlando. I'll never knock you if you say you're back in the Jazz. I mean, if you do that every day, you're having a very profitable season. However, it's worth bringing up that the Jazz are finishing up a back-to-back, and this is their third game in four nights, double-digit favorites against the Magic. You know the deal with the Jazz. Number one ATS record in the NBA. And while they keep piling up these victories this season... 
They make the most amount of three-pointers per game. They're averaging 17 per contest. So I was looking at the Magic's defense, and they give up a ton of attempts from what they call above the break. So those are your non-corner threes. The Jazz shooters from beyond the arc that take a lot of those non-corner threes are Joe Ingles and Jordan Clarkson. So maybe once all of those props are posted, made threes, Ingles and Clarkson could be a look. New Orleans up against San Antonio. Pelicans third game in four nights. Zion, Lonzo, and company over team. 24-8 and eight on the year to the over. 75% of the time, their games are going over. Last 27 games, 23-4. Sometimes you don't have to overthink it a whole lot. So I'd consider this over. DeMar DeRozan, questionable for the Spurs. And by the way, I, I mentioned the over for New Orleans. Yeah, they can score. That's one of the reasons, obviously. But they also give up the most threes in the NBA. Problem, Spurs don't have a lot of outside shooters. So it's just something to keep in mind on a day-to-day basis. When you see New Orleans on the schedule, you might want to look on the other side and consider those uh, outside shooters to make a bunch of threes. Denver at OKC. Jokic is having an unreal season, but the problem is they're just not piling up enough wins, and that's why Jokic is not leading the way uh, so far in the MVP contest. LeBron losing some steam of late, but uh, Jokic just can't get there because the MVP award usually goes to the best player on one of the best teams. Nuggets favored by seven total in that 225-226 range. Keep in mind, Thunder, this is a back-to-back and their third game in four nights. Nuggets not covering the number one in five against the spread over their last six games. In fact, they have a bottom three ATS record. One more for you on the evening, Dallas against Brooklyn. Well, if it's not the Jazz, the other hot team in the NBA, Brooklyn Nets, and they're doing it without Kevin Durant. Brooklyn has won eight consecutive games. Nets have a top three over record hitting at 68%. I don't think a lot of people were expecting the James Harden we're getting. He's the facilitator. Most nights he's getting to that double-digit mark as far as assists. If you're looking at some player props, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, Luka going up against Harden, Kyrie, and company. Mavs blown out the other evening. Luka Doncic didn't even play the fourth quarter, and I was very happy because I had a player prop under for Luca, so that was able to come through since he did not play in the fourth quarter. I'm hoping for a good contest here. A lot of star power on the court between Dallas and Brooklyn. So there are some ideas for this evening. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670, the score. Been teasing some top shots talk, and I think most of you don't even know what that means. There are these digital moments that people are going wild for. And here's how popular these digital moments are. Basically a highlight is what I'm talking about when I say digital moment. They had what they call a pack drop yesterday for $99 a pack. They were selling 10,000 packs. Over 200,000 people showed up on the website at 11 a.m. to try and buy one of these packs. 200,000. They only had 10,000 of them. So I did not get one. The other night on the score, Dan Bach from Rotor Grinders, buddy of mine, he dropped by the show to describe these NBA top shots. Basically, what top shot is, is a digital collectible. That's the best way that I think I can explain it to the layman terms where 
Uh, this company called Dapper Labs came into an agreement with the NBA to create a product around digital collectibles. And rather than a sports card, what they do is they've created moments, which are highlights that have happened uh, throughout the season. Um, this is something that they came up with last year. So there's a season one. They're currently in season two. And basically every highlight that they quote unquote mint, they mint it on uh, on a blockchain. And I know that people roll their eyes and they're like, oh, crypto, I don't wanna even get involved in this, but you don't even need to know or really understand crypto. But ultimately what it is, is every highlight they create is a digital token, meaning uh, it's his own entity. And they put it on this blockchain, you can follow the sales process of it. And the way they distribute these are through these packs, the same way you would have them uh, in normal collecting. So you open your pack, you get your moment, the next thing you know, you start a collection. Well, where they're really innovative is unlike the sports card and collectible world where basically if you have a sports card, you often have to get it graded, then you have to list it on eBay, then you have to ship it, then you gotta hope that the guy uh, you know, ends up uh, not returning the product. They actually have their own marketplace on this platform. So it's a digital collectible that you can buy, you can sell, you can trade, you do it all on one platform and it happens in a matter of seconds. So uh, for me personally, the idea of a highlight that you can watch on YouTube having value was kind of hard for me to understand. Mm -hmm. But the way that I've always felt it with any sort of collectible is it matters whether or not people find it valuable. And so far, NBA Top Shot has done over 200 million, right? 200 million over 70,000 users in just the last 30 days. So the demand clearly is there as people are looking at these things as collectibles. And if that happens, this could easily be kind of the next wave, the next um, market that exists, because honestly, it's a better market for collectibles than what we're currently sitting in. There are a million ways to go with this. Uh, let's go back to the sports cards collectibles part. When yeah. we were kids, we thought we were going to be millionaires because of the sports cards that we were we collecting. But then decades later, we didn't realize, oh, the market was completely watered down. There are way too many card collecting companies uh, out there. So they're worth not as much as we thought. All those Griffey rookies, Frank Thomas with the Birmingham Baron cards that I have, not worth as much as I thought they were going to be many years ago, even though those guys are Hall of Famers now. It, it feels like Zion Williamson is always changing the game right now because during the shutdown, I was getting back into sports cards, learning about it because all of a sudden they were holding more value than they, they did for decades because these companies realize, okay, we need to have a high demand. How do we get a high demand? Well, let's limit the amount of cards we're producing, or let's also throw in cards in packs that have autographs with rookies, stuff like that. All of a sudden they were making a comeback and now we have this. And, and I say Zion Williamson changing the game again, because a couple of weeks ago, they're writing about this on ESPN about how a Zion Williamson uh, top shot went for six figures like the numbers are crazy on this what's what people are willing to pay uh do you think this will replace your traditional sports cards i don't think it'll ever replace it no i don't because i still think there's a huge segment of people that really love the ability to handle their sports card show off their sports card that's always going to exist and there's you're still always going to have value on the vintage stuff just because 
there's not a, a very large supply for it. But I do think moving forward, especially when you talk about um, you know this next kind of generation of collector, absolutely, I think it's it's going to cut into that marketplace a, a good bit, especially if the current adoption continues. And, and the crazy thing about Top Shot is that not only are all these people coming into the market is that everything is above board in terms of you can see exactly how many are minted of a certain product. So like Lamello Rookie, for example, there's only 4,000 of those that have been created on Top Shot. So you know what the supply and demand is or what the supply is. And that was always the biggest problem we had when we were collecting in the 90s is we all thought things were rare. Little did we know there were millions upon millions of these things created. And that's why everything kind of went down in the toilet. Um, I think the other way to potentially look at this too is even if you don't want to look at as, you know, as a sports collectible, this could also maybe morph into a sports kind of stock market. Now, right now, NBA is the only league that has these digital collectibles. Um, but there is no question in my mind that the next 12 months, we're going to see it in the MB or in the NFL. We're going to see it in Major League Baseball. The NHL going to get into this. Who knows? Maybe the PGA. Because I really think that down the road, especially as we have more and more adoption, because having it, you know, upwards of seventy thousand people on this platform, and they have done zero dollars, literally zero dollars in marketing, shows you that people are enjoying it. They're kind of buying into this whole thing. So I could see this almost acting as that sports uh, stock market um, and in trying to kind of invest in players, you know, get in them early before they blow up. And I definitely think like it could serve as almost a hybrid of sports collectible and sports stock market, because we've seen over the past, there's been plenty of startup companies, fantasy companies, whatnot, who called themselves a sports stock market and none of them have ever worked, but the main reason it hasn't worked is they didn't have the liquidity of people or money on the platform to make it work right now. Again, literally over the last month, you're talking $200 million in, in money changing hands. I mean, if that's not a market, I don't know what is. And a lot of people are screaming bubble. I get it, you know, and there's no doubt that the demand outweighs the supply. And that's the reason we've kind of seen this happen, but it's still so new in the market that, this company can really dictate how they want to go about, you know, creating that, that market even further with, with this demand, because honestly, I bet you if you'd ask them, they did not expect to have 70,000 users on their platform, probably for another year or two. And it literally happened in 30 days. It's crazy. It is crazy. A few minutes of my conversation with Dan Bach of Roto Grinders, maybe it bursts, it is growing too fast, but the demand and money is there. I heard Danny Parkins talking about it yesterday with pro better Preston Johnson. Doesn't seem to be going anywhere for the time being. Just think about it with other sports like Dan mentioned. How cool would it be to have that moment in baseball of the Cubs or White Sox winning the World Series? You own that moment and there's a limited supply. Pretty cool. I was also very skeptical at first, trust me. Remember, you heard about it here first, right here on Early Odds. Jim Miller has some horse racing picks, and a sad day at Arlington Park is upon us. I'm Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. 
You've got Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. here on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Are you ready to make it rain? 30 days, 30 games, $3 million in free bets. Give it away to PointsBet customers by Paige Sporanek. Download the PointsBet app to find out more. PointsBet Sportsbook located inside of Hawthorne Racecourse. Also located inside Hawthorne, our weekly contributor to Early Odds, Hawthorne's Jim Miller. And Jim Miller joins me on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or apford.com. Jim, a birdie has told me that one Jim Miller has placed his baseball wager on his favorite team. I haven't done anything in baseball yet, Jim, uh, but uh, I heard you got down. What'd you do? I had to do it. I mean, of course, you know, I'm a White Sox fan. I've been waiting. I've been watching the numbers. Picota threw everything out of whack for me. <laughs> I think the Sox are a 90-win team. I locked them in today at the over of 90 and a half. And the one stipulation that I saw that was interesting, Joe, was it said they had to play 159 games minimum, or it has to be unequivocal that it's either going to be over or under for this wager to be cashed. So that was an interesting thing in the world of COVID but 90 and a half was my number. There are some books that are putting the games played at 155 for the wager to be good. So right. that's that's not a terrible spot to be in. Okay, when you go over on regular season win totals, what you're thinking in your mind is, okay, worst case scenario, what happens? Well, it would have to be, like we say in the NFL, a cluster injury situation, right? Because right. He, any one player on the Sox, they go down and miss them for an extended period of time. I still don't think it would impact that number that much. And the, the thing about it, too, is pitching depth is always one of the things that's the most important. And you look at these teams, especially if you go into a season with, say, three and a half, four and a half starters, and you're kind of filling that five slot. The Sox are in pretty much a position of power right now. You have Giolito, you have Keuchel, you have Lance Lynn, and then you're looking at guys like Kopech, Ronaldo Lopez, Dylan Cease, Carlos Rodon, where you can at least choose from four guys who all have experience and have ability to fill out those last two slots in the rotation. So at least you have some depth, and that's the one thing. You don't want a guy coming in there who's just going to give you three and a half innings in a bullpen game every fifth day out. I think that depth is what's going to do it for him. Jim, before we get to your horses for today, we need to address the big news that happened earlier this week. No surprise to us. We've known for years Churchill Downs looking to get out of the racing industry, but it became all but official earlier this week that September is going to be the end of the run for a racing at Arlington Park. I know a lot of people upset, had a lot of great memories, big part of their childhood, going with their parents, family, and friends out to Arlington. And I'll tell you, that's where I got my racing career started 27 years ago. I worked four years at Arlington Park, and it is. It's, it's one of the meccas of the Midwest. It's a gorgeous facility, gorgeous racetrack. They've had some of the biggest races in the history of racing that have taken place there. And it is. It's very sad. And the thing that makes it sad is we're looking to build the industry here in the state of Illinois. We have legislation that's helped us at Hawthorne to do this expansion of gaming and casino and sportsbook to grow the industry. But you know what? To really grow the industry, you need those locations to be able to race. So right now it's going to be a little bit tough on the horsemen as we work out a schedule to be really, really busy at Hawthorne in upcoming years. But Arlington Park, gorgeous place. I'm happy that everybody at least gets this last season to go out there and see the races. But it is. It's a very, very sad situation. Yeah, can you explain this? Because this is going to put a lot of pressure on you guys. I don't know, maybe not so much sure. pressure, but a, a lot on your shoulders. You'll be spinning a lot of plates over at Hawthorne. How does this impact you guys? 
Well, you think about it, Joe, say 15 years ago, you had Sportsman's Park, Maywood Park, Balmoral Park, Arlington Park, and Hawthorne going on for all the different places where you could race horses. Now you don't have Maywood and Balmoral, so harness racing has come over to Hawthorne, and we've happily taken in the Illinois Standard Bread Association to be able to race there. But now with Sportsman's Park having been gone, and now Arlington looking to be out of the picture after this year, that means both breeds will be running at Hawthorne. So you have to work out a schedule where everybody gets that opportunity to race. You get enough racing days for us. It's exciting because we're going to be extremely busy because not only will we have live racing, you'll have a sports book going, you'll have a casino going in 2022. (laughs) It's going to be a very crazy time there. But for the industry as a whole, I'm really proud to work for the Kerry family. They're doing everything for racing in Illinois, and it's going to be busy times at Hawthorne. Yeah, all that racing, and you got the sports book. All right, uh, I'm done with the sports book. My my game's over. Let me run over and uh, throw a little something down on craps too, right? And I'll tell you, the, be- the beauty of it, too, is the location. You're, you're 10 minutes outside of downtown Chicago. You're close to Midway. You're right off I-55 and two miles from 290. So there's such a huge population base that you can go out there. You can make it an afternoon. You can make it a weekend and really just have a good time and get the experience of so many different things in one location. Roll down bones, Jim. Got a hot That's shoe right, over man. here. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. It'll be a wild scene. Get us to 2022 at least, or maybe a normalized 2021. Jim, what are you liking <laughs> the horses today? Well, we got a couple of Kentucky Derby preps that we're going to focus on. So first off at Oakland Park, race number 10. This is the Southwest Stakes. I bet the four, Jackie's Warrior to win. This was a horse that was favored in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile and has the ability to show speed and wire the field. And then a 50-point derby prep at Gulfstream Park today. Race 14 is the Fountain of Youth. The winner of this race will be in the starting gate for the Kentucky Derby. Bet the eight horse, greatest honor to win in place. This horse is two for two over the track and should be really, really tough, Joe. Jim Miller at Hawthorne Racecourse. Jim, talk again next Saturday. You got it. Thanks, Joe. If you missed any of the last hour, you can always use the Rewind feature on the Radio.com app or subscribe to the Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski podcast. Fresh sports betting angles and interviews five days a week on my weekday podcast, BetQL Daily. That's BetQL Daily on the podcast catcher of your choice. Inside the clubhouse is moments away. Talk Monday on BetQL Daily and Tuesday evening here on The Score. Hope it's a profitable weekend for you, and keep it locked on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.